Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T minus 37 seconds. The fight is E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another dynamic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host for today, Ryan Treasure, and we're live right here in the studio in Phoenix, Arizona, not too far from the airport. Thank God for the soundproofing, right? Uh, I was I was trying to have a phone call yesterday uh, as I was visiting uh, our co-host, uh, Jeff Spinard, and... Uh, when I was uh, trying to talk to him and a helicopter flies over the top of me uh, right there in Scottsdale over by the uh, they were life flighting somebody into the hospital and uh, I couldn't hear the call and so thank God for soundproofing that's all I'm going to say when, in the, when you're in the, this business yeah, soundproofing is really important so here we are right here in the studio in Phoenix coming at you from the Voice America Variety Channel and man do I love finding a frequency Fridays especially when we have a live show and our, our guest is right here in studio and then of course having a conversation conversation around all kinds of uh, interesting topics that we know are near and dear to your heart. I look at the stats all the time, so I know what you guys are listening to. I know what you're consuming. I know what you like. Uh, the last time we did one of these shows in particular, we had um, over 20,000 downloads in the first 24 hours of the show. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this one will resonate with you guys as well uh, as we talk about uh, a couple of different things, you know, finding a frequency uh, about uh, the journey. How did you get there? Where are you going now? All of those those fun things. And so today we're going to talk to uh, Mr. Ed Cheney. He's a serial entrepreneur with over a dozen successful startups under his command. Uh, and he's moved on to a new venture doing some cool stuff uh, with CBD. And I know everybody always wants to hear uh, more on how the CBD uh, industry is working and uh, regulations and how it works and what you can use it for and all those fun things. So we're, we're definitely going to get into that today as well. Uh, but first, I want to welcome Ed to the show. Ed, welcome. Hey, Ryan. Thank you very much. I'm absolutely ecstatic to be here. Well, you know, we always love it when uh, guys and gals are right here in the studio on Finding Your Frequency. It just, it makes, it makes the frequency just that much better. You know what I mean? I, I would agree. I would agree. So let's, uh, let's get started. I mean, from the beginning, you know, how did you, how did you find your frequency in, in life and in business? You know, having, uh, you know, all those different kind of startups under your belt and, you know, moving into where you are now, kind of give us a, a glimpse into that story and where it all started. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it, 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 was, it was masterful, but it just took a long time. <laughs> The, uh, the, the, so when I first started, it, it was small projects, it was small businesses, uh, and I tried to master everything. And I think that was key to me finding my frequency was finally understood, stop trying to master everything and get talent. And once I did that, stuff got a lot easier. Oh, you mean uh, keeping it in the wheelhouse, so, they, so to speak. So you brought up that term wheelhouse. So yeah. That's very interesting. I didn't even start that conversation with my team until the last company before the one I'm in today. Now it's part of my startup regiment. Well, and being a Navy guy, you know what the wheelhouse is more than <laughs> any sure of us, right? <laughs> right. You would have thought I would pulled it in earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah. I watch a TV show that's on the Discovery Channel uh, where they, you know, they go out and they crab fish for uh, crabs in the middle of the Bering Sea. And so, uh -huh. you know, the, uh, the, the captain is only in the wheelhouse and and it's not because it's not because the captain doesn't know how to do those other jobs or anything it's because the captain is the most effective when he stays in the wheelhouse, right? Which is very similar to why, um, you know, I am not a graphic designer, right? Um, I, I like to talk to people. I like to have conversations. I like to learn about how people tick. And that might not necessarily translate into graphic design skills, and I'm not that good at Photoshop. So I'm going to stay in my wheelhouse and keep doing this. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's interesting, too, as an entrepreneur, you tend to want to be good at things. And when you get good at it, you can manipulate, and that's probably the biggest problem. Yeah. <laughs> so what was what was the first company that you started, um, you know, when, when you started your entrepreneurial journey? What what were you guys doing? How much fun is this? So uh, there was a gym, a couple of gyms out in town called Beauvais. Okay. One was next to ASU. I was going to ASU. There was an opening right next door to the Beauvais gym that I was going to. 
perfect spot for a tanning salon. Here I am, my second <laughs> year of ASU, and I got a tanning salon under my belt. So, nice. socially, that was a pretty rock star move, uh, but it also fed the rest of my entrepreneurial world. So uh, I grew that to six locations with a partner, um, and by the time I was done uh, with college, sold it off and moved on to project number two. So is that kind of your thing? You kind of like to, uh, you know, start from the ground floor, build a new entity, get it to where you're happy with its success. And then um, are you always selling them and moving on to the next one? Or are you um, or are you doing in some cases like the absentee ownership where you put together a proper team to manage it where you're still the owner? Um, and then then that allows you to move on to the next thing, but you still operate and own those entities. So the business dictate dictates that for me. So um, as as an example, um, I left uh, that tanning chain uh, and went out and did a couple other uh, ventures, and then I came back to it. Uh, this time I operated a franchise, or I'm sorry, I built the franchise from the ground up, uh, got it up to about a dozen locations, and then decided I didn't want to babysit uh, 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 business owners anymore, so <laughs> I brought a ball back in on the corporate fold. Now here's the story. The story is that business is now 22 years old. And still operating. And still operating. That's and I'm, awesome. I'm mildly passive, so I still meet with the team once a week. Mm -hmm. uh, they call me every time a toilet gets broke and you know, so <laughs> forth and so on. Um, so if I, if I love the business. Uh, you keep it. I keep it. It's, it's not always a financial decision for me. I love the, I love the employees most. I love uh, the customers. Yeah, that's probably the hardest part about any of those businesses that you let go is just walking away from the relationships that you build with the people over time. Ryan, that's spot on. That yeah. is one of the hardest things to do. Well, you know, so tanning salons, uh, corporate tanning salons, all those pieces moving into, uh, you know, you, you, you got done with your college era and you did that. What, uh, what did you move on to after tanning? Give us a, another glimpse uh, <laughs> of another couple things that you might have done before we get into what you're currently working on. Yeah, I am not a traditional entrepreneur. I didn't go into real estate and, and big that's what that, And that's what most people do here in Phoenix, too. Like real yes. estate's a pretty, pretty big deal. And, you know, it's one of the one of the one of the weird places where like like you can make a lot of money on on a little bit of money. You know what I mean? Because I do. <laughs> I heard those stories over and over, and I sometimes kick myself in the butt for not doing it. But that's not what drives me. So money yeah. is not what drives me. Um, I jumped into uh, uh, commercial construction. I had one business. I, it, the, the business name was Color Concepts, where it employed six different artists for interior faux finishes. Now that was an interesting business to run because oh, artisans are artisans are tough to handle. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Well, I'm not an interior designer. No, yeah, I, I let my I'm wife. I let, I let my wife handle all that stuff. I'm just like, you, if you want that wall red or pink or pretty, you tell me, I'll paint it. Yeah. But I, ask me what color. Uh, I'm not. I'm not answering any of those questions. That's completely up to you. Ryan, I'm there with you. I don't like them. I don't like interior decorating either. But here's the thing: I understood very quickly is. To paint the wall, you know, 20 cents a square foot. You put a faux finish on it, now you're $4 a square foot. That got my attention uh, very fast. Yeah, you saw the ability to make a, a, a nice margin there. I did, uh, yes. And still provide a good service to somebody and not feel bad about uh, your margin. Right, right. Yeah. It's artistic work, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always tell people that art is subjective. So if you think that that's not worth $100,000, but, you know, somebody else does, well, then it's worth $100,000 because that's what that person says it's worth. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's correct. That's very correct. <laughs> there's, there, there's a business philosophy behind that particular thought. I just can't remember what it is at the moment. <laughs> the, um, you know, what? I, one of the things I've always wanted to do is to step in the manufacturing space. So I, I've been, uh, and the other two uh, areas of business, you know, being retail and service, and uh, I want to be the manufacturer. So that's one of the reasons I stepped into this. And, uh, into, into, into the CBD world yeah, as a manufacturer. Yeah. I didn't want to just be a retailer. I started out as a retailer for the CBD products. Yeah, but like any other entrepreneur, you probably went, all right, I'm not paying full price for this. I got to figure out a way to get to the very beginning of the supply chain, right? Because, I mean, from even just from a, a, a product standpoint, put money aside, 
being able to control the supply chain, you can honestly, at the end of the day, say that, hey, this is a product I stand behind. I know because we manufacture the product. I'm not just reselling somebody else's. Yeah. No, it's, it's extremely rational, Ryan. Uh, but it's not the end of it, though. So it's a smart way to think through it. Uh, but my appetite is, you guys aren't doing this right. Let me come in here and take care of this. Uh, so you see a need in the industry as a whole for uh, other people that are already doing it, saying, hey, I think I can come in and and fix what you feel is broken in that respect. Correct. Yeah, I, I, I've got a lot of years behind me what's, doing what's this. Bro- what's broken in the CBD world? Oh, yeah. So well, let's, uh, can I create a list for you? No, let's, let's sure. just, it's just not regulated. So uh, right now there is a small barrier of entry to get into this market. And so you can get in with you know, no, no expertise. No, They, no they sell acumen. CBD at Circle K. Yeah, right. right. They also sell all kinds of weird stuff at Circle K. So when I walk in there, I go, well, let's see here. They, they sell Mike's Hard Lemonade uh, in the back. And then over here, they have like nacho cheese, hot dogs, and all that. Um, I'm not sure this is probably the place to get CBD from. Right. (laughs) That would be a wise decision. So I've been in startup industries before, and I always feel like somebody that's seasoned needs to step in and rise up with a couple of the other big players to start setting the standards. Well. Why why is CBD so, you know, in 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 the eyes of, you know, I guess culture or society, why is it why is it so widely popular and why now? Um I, I would probably give all the credit credit to the opioid addiction problem. I think that is the one thing that pushed it over the edge as quickly as it got pushed. Yeah, we did a, uh, a show with Dr. Siddiqui, um earlier this year, and the title of that episode was CBD versus opioid. Okay. Uh, and, you know, he's a doctor that's been studying that, that area for a really long time. And, you know, we, it, it was very interesting. And um, they work with athletes, uh, some uh, professional athletes. Uh, another group they work with is like a bunch of these high-end athletes that do like uh, Tough Mudder and triathlon competitions and some of those things where you're, you know, really putting some wear and tear on the joints and that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, a lot of those athletes for a long time have only been prescribed opioids for their pains and ibuprofen and, you know, those types of things. And so uh, they started introducing the CBD component and his studies that they've done for the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years on CBD. CBD were some of the earlier studies that uh, showcased the anti-inflammatorial benefits of that in in the joints, which allowed those uh, athletes to actually recover quicker than using ibuprofen. And I think that what he he stated was that it was a thousand times more potent as an anti-inflammatory than than ibuprofen. And because of that uh, being so so potent, it reduced the amount of time it took for the athlete to heal, thus the pain that they were having was so much shorter that it didn't require pain management at all in the first place. Right. So that interesting fact from one of the last shows that we did. Are you guys, uh, uh, as the manufacturer, what are you guys doing to look at your blends and your your oil and all the components that are going in there to make sure that you know they are of the highest quality and 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 that what what kind of stringent things are you doing? Because I think what you're doing in an unregulated area may help kind of pave the way where with what you're doing you can help with those regulations for other people. Well, of course, yes. Actually, I hope to have a sit in with Doug Ducey and see if we can. Uh, assist him with setting up testing standards here locally in Arizona. The, um, and, and I wanted to, uh, you, had, you had spoke about anti-inflammatory, and I want to suggest that anybody who has uh, uh, um, arthritis, osteoarthritis, to be m- more specific from aging, uh, the anti-inflammatory properties of CBD is spot on for that. It really is. I, I can attest to it with uh, with a personal experience. Uh, my mom has been a hairdresser for her entire life. Uh, my mom was born in the very early 50s. I'm not going to say how early 50s. Um, you know, has worked as a hairdresser her whole life. And so she's been using her hands to use scissors and operate those for 50-ish years or something like that. And she's got some pretty good arthritis going on in her hands. And, you know, we got her a, 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 a nano, like a, it's a rollerball. 
right? That has nanoparticle CBD in it. Sure. Uh, that they that they that they make, and just she just rubs it on her hands, and it's an oil that goes in the top, and then we give her a uh, um, a, a dropper of standard CBD. I think the lowest dose, 500 milligrams, that I could find, uh, and she does one one milliliter of that, and that's what she does as a daily regimen in the morning and in the evening time. And my mom still works five days a week, still cutting hair. And um, like that CBD has helped her arthritis in her hands so yeah. well. And I've seen the same thing with my, you know, 90-ish year old grandmother and her knee that she's had to replace twice and uh, all the stuff that she does. And, um, you know, like your relief salve is a perfect product for those types of things. And um, I've seen physically that happen where, you know, my grandma couldn't use, a, uh, couldn't, couldn't walk around without a walker or a cane, you know. And then she started using CBD for a couple of months. And the next thing you know, she just got up out of the chair and walked into the kitchen at my mom's house and I went, she didn't even grab her walker or her cane or anything and she just did that. So there's been some some cool things that I've experienced by that. So you're, you're Ryan, that's, spot on. That, that, that is such a feel-good thing. Um, and even my, uh, my family practitioner, I was just there two weeks ago and I talked to him about arthritis in my knuckle. Guess what he recommend? He suggested for me ibuprofen. Nope, no. he went right to Aleve. CBD. Oh, he did. He went right to CBD. I was quite impressed. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I just recently switched doctors um, from my old doctor to my current doctor, and I think you and I uh, touched a little bit on this uh, before the show. Is you know I have some back stuff that I, I go through from time to time, and I'm currently going through a bout of a, an issue that I've had for a while, and I. Previously, my other doctor would just be like, hey, here's some muscle relaxers and some Percocets, you know, go eat this stuff for a few days and let me know how you feel. You know, I got to the point where that just wasn't working enough for me. And, you know, I had changed doctors and my, my new doctor's the same way. You know, he's always kind of holistic first. And, you know, we've, we've gotten to the point where now when I come in, it's like, all right, I'm just going to give you, he has a, a one specific kind of infl- anti-inflammatory, no pain medicine and all that. So when I get locked up and I can't move, um, that's the only time where I have to go in and actually get an injection of some sort. But, um, you know, 99.9% of the rest of the time, I'm able to manage it with a, a combination of CBD and THC and, um, you know, sleep and water. Yeah. Lots of water. <laughs> right? huh? Yeah. Lots of water. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and when we talk about anti-inflammatories, uh, the relief product that we have as part of our lineup, uh, was designed to, uh, CBD by itself is very, very good anti-inflammatory, but we also add bio products or, or uh, uh, phyto products called terpenes. Uh, and we identified that there was three terpenes that aided anti-inflammations. And so we combined those into that relief product so you have even higher uh, uh, success in anti-inflammation. And then one of the things I see that you guys do, um, and and the company Canafil, C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L, we're talking to uh, President and CEO uh, Ed Cheney on on, on Voice America Variety Channel, Finding Your Frequency. You know, one of the things I really like, especially with your guys' products uh, that are a little different than other ones, is just the way that you lay out each formula's potency and the proper usage or like a place to start, right? Right, yeah. You know, I'm looking at the chart. This is on their, on their website, by the way. Um, but on the chart, a lot of times when you say, oh, I have this issue, I want to try CBD, you go buy a bottle of CBD, it says 1,000 milligrams on the bottle. The instructions are so small that even with a magnifying glass, you can't read it, right, because it's a bottle and they wrap it around there. But your products, you have all the information in an easy to digest way where you know if your pain is mild, moderate or severe, kind of where to start, what what uh, formula to use and the amount of that formula to use based on your body weight. And I, a lot of people, they just, they don't know where to start. Uh, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, um, you had given me one of the uh, relax formulas and uh, Aaron, one of our audio engineers who uh, is running the show at, actually right now, uh, was having some issues sleeping. So I was like, here, uh, Ed's coming in tomorrow. We're going to talk about the CBD. Take this bottle and go check it out. You know, and uh, he reported back that he, he was able to, you know, get uh, get a little rest. But he did. He's like, well, how much do I take? Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, here for you. Da-da. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, you just need one one milliliter dropper. Right. And that ended up being what he needed. And uh, hey, Aaron, jump on the line here. Did you did you uh, did you feel anything different than you normally felt when you weren't using the relaxed formula when you tried to go to bed last night? Yeah, I felt um, honestly a lot more relaxed. Like it was um, my mind wasn't racing like it normally is. 
It's common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I've I have ADHD, so I've had it <laughs> since I was a child, and and honestly, I felt extremely relaxed. I, I felt at peace. And I, I didn't have to, to worry about anything going on tomorrow. I didn't have to worry about, oh, did I do this at work? You know, it was, it was nice. Yeah, and it's interesting about that relaxed formula is we also added in terpenes there to amplify that effect. But we know this for a fact that if you take that in the middle of the day, the same amount, uh, if your endocrine system is not lined up and ready to go to sleep, it has no impact. Right. So this, this, this particular product, it's very successful. If you take it about 20 minutes before, you know you're going to fall asleep. Yeah, and that's a good point that you bring up because I've experienced this before where I've had um, the wrong blend of a CBD and I've tried to treat like, because most of my problem isn't necessarily, you know, sleep or anything like that or anxiety. Mine's, mine's pain relief from my back. Um, although the relaxed one does help when you t I take them both at the same time in the evening time, yeah. uh, I, do, I double those up and it helps, but yeah, um, you gotta be sure that you're using the right thing. Number one, number two, I also think people don't understand the idea of systemic CBD use, right. Versus, um, like a topical solution and how a combo is the best way to get proper usage out of the different types. I'll give you an example. So at night when I go to bed my back after a whole entire day my back's pretty swollen right so the first thing I do is I take relief salve and I rub that all over on the back so I get it on the topical so that way it goes on the location uh, and then at that point then I'm using the tincture drops to go inside my mouth and then so that will, will then make it go systemic through my blood system so I'm kind of like um, you know like Caesar I'm, I'm attacking my enemy from all fronts uh, and that seems to be kind of what I found to be the best way to get that type of uh, quick quick relief the fastest you know and, and really and really get to the get to the point it is they uh, uh, they even have an additional delivery system that's people who are, are vaping it using it in a cartridge uh, so uh, you can absorb this through the skin you can take it underneath the tongue those glands will absorb very quickly and then uh, if you inhale this product uh, then it is the fastest of course it has to be something that can be vaporized um, so those are the three common uh, delivery systems. So is there an issue if someone's like, all right, I'm going to put some salve on, I'm going to take some tinctures and I'm going to inhale my vaporizer pen and I'm going to use all three delivery systems simultaneously. Does that ever create an, uh, an overabundance of CBD or CBD toxicity in your body where it can have an adverse reaction? So I know there's current studies that are, are looking into that. I don't think there's any, uh, any final any final outcomes yet? Um, currently, we look at this from a economic uh, position first. Uh, these products aren't; uh, they're, they're, they can be somewhat pricey. So, finding exactly what works from an economic place is probably the best, or, or is is a is a really good outcome. Mm -hmm. uh, more is not always better. Uh, when we have somebody start out, and the reason we recreate these dosage charts is so that somebody does have a starting yeah, spot. My dad used to tell me that with paint thinner, more is not always better. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and you know, if somebody can get away with 20 milligrams of CBD to solve their problem, uh, then why put 40 on and pay twice as much for the product? Right. Well, and you guys address that too, and a lot of the other ones don't. Most, most places they'll say, hey, you, we have a 500 and a 1,000. Right uh, in in their in their in their in their spectrum, and you go all the way from five hundred to four thousand. Right, you know, so it does make sense. You're like, if I'm gonna, if I'm a, if I need the higher dosages, then let me have a higher concentration of what I need, and let me take less of that. Right, because nobody wants to put four milliliters of product <laughs> underneath their tongue and sit around the house and hold it for a minute. That hey, hold on, let me while I drink my twelve <laughs> ounces of CBD. Right. Let me guzzle this really quick. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit challenging to get that kind of concentration, uh, but it it absolutely was necessary. We, we we have people that come to the store that their life has got to be miserable. Right. Uh, and opiates aren't the solution anymore. I, I couldn't have heard and more stories. They're all painful. But um, so 
uh, so I had a gentleman, oh my goodness, can I share this quick story? Of course, absolutely. So I had this gentleman call me up, or actually he just left a response on our website. So I called him back and I said, listen, tell me your story. And he goes, listen, I tried your 1500, it didn't work. I went to your 2500, it didn't work. I hate to be the only guy on the planet that CBD doesn't work for. So I kind of took this guy under my wing, found out who he was, had some discussions, found out that this guy is 76 year old guy that drank his entire life, worked construction his entire life, just beat the hell out of himself. He was 420 pounds six months before calling me and had only lost 100 pounds. So I sent him back into the store and I said, listen, this is what we're going to do. And I gave him his regiment, which, by the way, I needed that very high concentrated, that 4,000. And um, come to find he shows up in a chair, those little cart chairs that people are driving around. The scooter chair, yeah. And how oh, this poor guy, overweight, his wife had just left him, and he was just a basket case. That's what he needed. He needed that kind of concentration. And we have found this probably, I don't know, four different times now where we've had to solve somebody's crisis with that kind of concentration. We have another uh, client who comes in, has a dog, uh, Great Big Great Dane. Uh, 13 years old, has cancer, and has had cancer for a number of years now, and, and uh, they won't treat it with anything else but CBD. And it, as funny as it is, uh, I actually have one of the uh, one of my team members who bakes, and she now bakes him every month batches of our of uh, treats with our CBD in it. Oh, so she's taking the tinctures and putting it into the treat mixture. Oh, that's a, that's a good idea. Well, well just because there's a care for this client. This, well, this also, the, a lot. the heat does an additional activation of the CBD when it's being baked, too. Uh, more so the THC. Oh, okay. Right, and right. that's really what we, want, we wanted to get into this dog because we mm-hmm. know, uh, you know our, our uh, studies have uh, shown that there's certainly uh, value to having both uh, all the cannabinoids present. Absolutely. Well, I want to. I want to just pause for just a second. I want to talk about my good friend uh, over at RepurposeHouse.com. You guys go check it out. If you if you if you do a podcast, if you have a book, um, if you have written material, uh, YouTube videos, you know any of these types of things that you need to uh, you know leverage your assets and make them work for you. An example. We're making a radio show right now. This radio show is going to be a podcast later on, right after we get done with it. And you can get it on iTunes and TuneIn and Stitcher and Google Play and like 20 other different places, right? But what else can you do with it? What else can you, how can you repurpose that content into other things? And so that's what repurposehouse.com does. It allows you to repurpose your stuff. They have a bunch of really cool packages. If you go and use Voice America in the promo code, they'll waive the $200 setup fee for you. Uh, and if you have a podcast, it's a really a good way to uh, get some additional listeners uh, and really have some nice uh, stuff for your social feed. They make the content specifically to fit inside the news feeds on all of the social destinations, all of them, and do it for you, right? So every week you'll get an Instagram asset, a Facebook asset, a YouTube asset, uh, a quote card asset, all things that you can use to promote. Uh, and again, repurposehouse.com. Uh, the CEO, Shana Weisinger, also has a great uh, podcast, so go check that out, Content Coalition, and of course, repurposehouse.com, promo code Voice America. You know, I've got to pause a little bit sometimes to give some love for uh, some of the people. We had Shana in here, local company as well, um, out of Scott. Scottsdale. Uh, and so one of the things that uh, is, is really, really cool for us, Ed, is we really love talking to entrepreneurs that are from our own backyard, too. And so since you're here, homegrown right here in Phoenix, and so is Shana, uh, you know, maybe we'll have to get everybody together in Scottsdale and have a little dinner. That'll I be, love that, that idea. That'll be fun. Yes. Ryan, I was, while, while you were on that break, I was wondering if uh, your audience would uh, appreciate uh, if I gave them some direction on uh, how to select CBD while they're out there in the market. Yeah, absolutely. And feel free to. I mean, I uh, I don't ever, I'm not an endorsing kind of guy. I don't say, hey, I endorse this. But I'm telling you guys, I use Ed's product and I have for the last three weeks. Uh, we've been kind of planning the show and uh, checking out products. And his product is a very, very good product. Um, it is what it says it is. I can tell you that because I've used it. Um, I got home yesterday afternoon uh, with my back was hurting so bad. And all I wanted to do is watch football because I'm a huge Arizona Cardinals fan. I just wanted to sit on the couch and watch football. And I didn't want 
my back to hurt. And the first thing I did when I got home was put relief salve on there uh, and, and, and put some of the relief formula on, in, on my tongue. And I sat in my chair with a little bit of ice on my back. And in about 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so, that's when everything started to set in. And I was able to hang out and watch football with some relief and, and not, not go stir crazy. Because when you're in pain, it makes you stir crazy. You can't sit still in one place and you got to move around, try to find the you know most comfortable position, which doesn't bode well for football watching. So, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, I did use it. It's, it's good stuff. So yeah, please let let them know uh, where they can find the you know CBD products in general, your products. Um, yeah, uh, let's definitely give the uh, audience a little education. Yeah, a little education because this is such a it, it, it's such an unknown out there right now. And I think I can make it really simple if they uh, just look for these three very specific things. Uh, it's all about what's inside of the bottle. And first is, uh, where did the CBD come from? And why is that important? Because you're going to see this wide variety of price range. And why is this bottle 60 and this bottle's 20? Well, here's the answer. The CBD can be fa- found in the entire hemp plant, but the stalk is $25 a pound, and the leaves and flower are $750 a pound. For hemp? That's correct, right? So the greatest bioavailability is coming from the leaves and the flowers. So you got to be able to, you got to be able to pay for that. That's expensive. Seven hundred and fifty dollars a pound, but the stalks no, the stalks super cheap, right? And it's less bio bioavailable. So when you're on Amazon or you're shopping around and you see a, a product for twenty dollars give thought to where their their uh, CBD is coming from, what part of the plant. I'm going to throw a side note in there too. Amazon technically cannot even sell CBD on their website because it's against their terms of service. So they don't, they don't, if, if you, if you find a CBD product on Amazon, which they are there, but they're not listed as a CBD product. They're listed as something else. And that also adds to some of the, uh, you know, mysteriousness around the CBD products, because when you get there, you might end up with an oil that doesn't even contain CBD because it's just not that they were trying to lie to you. You can't say CBD on Amazon. And so that's why I always tell people to, you know, find an authority in it and somebody who you know who has used the product. I mean, the, what what better product is there to use than uh, a product where someone says, hey, I've used this and it works, right? The word of mouth component is so much better than trying to navigate through or do trial and error. Um, you know, start where somebody else has already found some success. That at least is what I find. That's my, that's my opinion. And it's a good opinion to have. It really is. Uh, and I think when I'm educating your audience, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's for those who don't, who have already made a decision or are yeah. still looking. Now, the second piece I want to bring to everybody's attention is there, uh, there are two versions of CBD. There's an isolate and a distillate. And you'll hear terms like full spectrum, zero THC. Those are referring to the zero THC as an isolate and the full spectrum is a distillate. Uh, and, and very simple, here's what it is. An isolate with no THC is nothing but the concentrate cooked down to a powder. That powder is easily applied to lots of products. Yep. Correct. <laughs> the full spectrum, when you see a product that has full spectrum, expect that that was extracted from the plant in its entirety. All the, uh, all the uh, cannabinoids are still present, terpenes are still present. Uh, so make sure you understand the difference between those two, isolate, distillate, uh, also known as THC-free or full spectrum. So let me ask you a question, though. And, and I, I already think I may know the answer to this. Yeah. But we all know that the distillate is a way better product than the isolate. Where is the need for the isolate that causes us to even talk about it? It's that fear and that concern about THC. Getting caught on a drug test. Uh, a lot of uh, the baby boomers and older are still concerned or feel like THC is a gateway drug and so forth and so on. So I know, um, I think with hemp, it's what, 0.003% THC or something that is an allowable amount of trace, correct? 0.03, correct. 0.03, I added an extra zero. Right. I try, I try to make it less. <laughs> Bad me. Right. <laughs> no. um, but so with there being that little, what are the chances? And I guess it depends on your body weight, I guess, of actually 
failing a marijuana drug test by using a uh, full spectrum CBD. Right. I think that's, I think that's probably a lot of the thing people get scared about, right? They're like, you know, I work for, you know, the city, right? I get random drug tests. What happens if I'm using CBD and, and I get a random drug test? Um, and I mean, a, if you're using a 2,500 milligram version of it and you're eating, you know, 73 milliliters a day, it's a pretty good probability. You'll probably you know, have a positive drug test, right? <laughs> yes, you, you would be correct, right? Right. So, and Ryan, here's an approach. So, um, the full spectrum is uh, it is much better for the body from our viewpoint, uh, and it's the direction we go in. Um, so, we do two things. One is uh, we try to instruct our audience to uh, keep the bottle, have the test results that are posted on our website for every batch, uh, and present that because our products meet the, uh, the federal guidelines, both set by FDA and DEA. So as long as they have all this material with them, um, if they lose a job over that, they actually have a position. Yeah, that's a really good point about keeping, uh, you know, uh, that information because hemp is legal, the 2018 Farm Bill, that's right? Correct. So that made it legal. Uh, I had a, a show where Len, who was a co-host on a couple of shows earlier in the year, we had a conversation. And one of the things we had talked about, right, is, you know, you have uh, all this land that's out there, right, that nobody does anything with. And we all know how hemp could replace plastic and cotton and all these other kind of things. And I feel like you have all these people that are homeless. I'm like, why can't we just, like, send homeless people out to these places that need farming and start farming hemp so we can have more CBD, more cotton, you know, more clothes, more all of these things, more biodegradable components. Right. Uh, hemp, hemp can make more paper per acre than trees can. Uh, and so there's so many of these usages now that have opened up because of the 2018 Farm Bill. And I don't really hear about what other companies are doing to engage the community in a manner of leveraging the new opportunities of the 2018 Farm Bill so that way we can expand it further and make it even larger than what it is. Yeah, I, I think there's still some some uh, some chokeholds in there. I think there's still a little hesitancy uh, from <laughs> from some of the agencies that are overseeing it. Uh, and I think all those are going to get relieved over the next couple of years. And then I think those opportunities will start showing up. They need to stop being babies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a big boat. It's hard to turn it. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. So at, at what point do you see the, um, like the medical cannabis community, right, with uh, so many states now having, uh, uh, you know, medical recreational cannabis is now available for them. Arizona is still a, a medical only, no recreational, but... As, as, as both of those industries continue to grow, do you see um, some very strong intersection between the two components as, as things kind of meld and move on for the future? Yeah, I think the CBD is driving the THC uh, to be uh, recreational, it is my view. So I already knew it drove it for medical, um, and um, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Ryan, here's what I feel about this, and, and I share this openly. Uh, I shared this over a campfire on a, on a uh, Boy Scout trip once. <laughs> and wow, did I get a lot of pushback from the moms. But here's my thought on this. I know alcohol uh, is not good for us. And there, there's plenty of evidence out there, so I don't need to go there. It's legal. And, uh, you know, I'll just say with alcohol, you know, I hear car accidents, people getting angry and killing each other. I have not heard any of that with marijuana use. No. Right, it's quite the opposite. So, uh, and I know that logic is out there. So I think it's just a matter of time. It's a very libertarian point of view, Ed. <laughs> you I don't know, mind? I mean, that, and it is. You know, the one of the one of the libertarian point of views is just basically like, I'm going to do me, and you're going to do you, yep. right? As long as you doing you doesn't interfere with me being me, I don't really care what you do. And I think if people could understand that mentality a little bit more, yeah. um, it would open up the ability to have that conversation, which you just discussed, a little bit more freely uh, and, and make it a lot easier to make progress. Because that's, I think, we're just kind of, in some respects, kind of stuck in the mud because of old thinking. Yeah. You yeah, know? that's exactly what it is. Old thinking and cronyism. So <laughs> so in the creation of this product, Ryan, my mother had, uh, had uh, gotten cancer. Um, and I tried to give her an alternative 
uh, to the chemotherapy, which was really reducing my mother to something I didn't even recognize. Yeah. Uh, so she's in West Virginia. Uh, she was a registered nurse her entire life, so you can imagine the stigma she had about THC. <laughs> and everybody tried to push this on her, and she just said, no, no, no. Finally got her to take it the last few months, but... Um, this, yeah. this is the way of the world. Yeah, I know. You know, I was uh, 15 years old when my father was diagnosed with uh, 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 stage four terminal cancer because of Agent Orange and, you know, uh, very similar. And which was weird. My dad was one of those, n not the same as other Vietnam vets who, like, came back smoking pot and doing all this stuff and they were hippies. My dad was complete opposite of that. Okay. And so, you know, he's on his deathbed and they're doing chemo. And, you know, yeah, they're, they're, and, and this was this was in the 90s. And, um, you know, CBD and THC usage and, you know, all, all those things were um, – they, they weren't even a, a discussion topic at the time. It wasn't even something that I could even approach. Uh, there, there was nothing at that time to, to do that. And it, it makes me so happy to know that, uh, that these new things are available to help people so they don't have to sit there and watch m what happened to my father, right? Like you said, I watched my father dwindle down to somebody who wasn't even, you know, who, who didn't even look like my father anymore. You know, and ultimately he passed away. But, you know, I think had there been more open thought earlier, you know, maybe there would have been a chance for him to not have to go through all of that. And, you know, he could still be here today. And so, and that's what really my main focus of, you know, bringing to light some of the holistic components and why we do some of the radio shows on finding your frequency in the first place is because we need to bring to light information to people so they understand that the status quo that we've all been dealing with from the past needs to change. And the only way that we can do that is to do something different because you can't have change if you don't start changing stuff. Right, right. <laughs> Right. You know, so I applaud you for what you're doing and, you know, introducing this, uh, uh, this great product and all that and what you're doing. And uh, I can tell that you're, you know, you're behind it 100 percent. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, uh, everybody that I help, it has real big meaning to me. Uh, again, I'd shared earlier, you know, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the money's fine, but uh, really, and it's, it's interesting that most of my businesses I've, I've opened up, I always had one statement is that, I'm going to make sure I open something that my mother would appreciate. <laughs> and so uh, I know she really appreciated this one again because she finally agreed uh, and life for her got a ton better. Just it was too late. And uh, yeah, this is James. So yeah, I, I feel um, your pain when you talked about your father because yeah, it's, it's a yeah. happy place to be. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, Ed, I, I want to thank you for taking time to come uh, on the show with us today, too. You know, uh, it's all it's always good. Where where do people find your product at? What's your guys' website? So if they go to canafil.com, so that's C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com, uh, they'll find locations where they're at. Uh, we have a fairly large store that is on Tatum and Greenway. Okay. And uh, why do I direct people there? Because they actually can get firsthand knowledge. Uh, from the staff that we have there, which and they've been doing this for about three years now. Okay. Uh, so they're well informed. Uh, this is how we created our dosage chart was through three years of studying and, and reviewing uh, uh, the experiences of our customers. And then you can also order online as well, right? Because uh, if you're not in, in Phoenix, Arizona, you can still uh, place order online. You guys have a shopping cart, all that fun stuff too? Yes, we do. So and on there, we also have lots of education. Yes, so we, lots. <laughs> we decided to make that site so that you could do that without showing up at a store. You know, speaking of lots of education, um, the pet formula. Your guys' pet formula is great. Um, I have a I have a Dotson who has a broken back, um, some in the vertebrae. Right. I don't know if it's like broken or if it's a pinched nerve or exactly what it is because I'm not paying the money for X-rays. Okay. Right. So the uh, the veterinarian we've seen this before in other dogs. We've owned Dotsons uh, for our whole lives, so we've seen it before. Take the dog in. They say take steroids, take pain medication. Yes, right. right. And we go ah no. Right. We did it once. It took a long time to rehab the dog. The dog was probably four or five at the time when that first happened. 
So then fast forwarded, and when it happened again, she was six or seven years old, and uh, so now she, she's nine. Um, and so we started CBD then, like two or three years ago, uh, and created the dog when she couldn't. When, when I say lo- lost all function of rear legs, like dragging behind the body, okay. um, incontinent, right, no control over bowel movements, that kind of stuff. Um, and so started with a regimen of CBD. Obviously, this wasn't your CBD at the time, um, but with a combination of that and taking her to the swimming pool, uh, we were able to get that to release. And um, so somehow, some way, there's a nerve or something that gets swollen and blocked and causes that whole back section to not work correctly. Um, And so now we found over time uh, that if you give them the proper uh, full spectrum of CBD to the to the dog for her back, she doesn't have any back problems, and we haven't seen a reoccurrence of it now in three years. Uh, and it's been it's been really amazing to be able to see the dog who I literally thought I was going to have to build her like a cart, you yeah. know, like out of the, like some skateboard wheels or something like that to put on her back so she could so she could be mobile. And uh, uh, no, CBD re- um, gave her her mobility back. So here are the here are the three groups of pets. Uh, specifically in dogs uh, that we find are common users of CBD. Uh, one is the aging, yeah. right, where they start losing their mobility. Uh, perfect candidate, and they don't need very much. Size of the dog does matter. Uh, they're somewhere between 2 and 10 milligrams on a daily dose. You just put it in our food. Yeah, this dog weighs um, 7 pounds. Okay, you're on dog, the two. Right? So <laughs> she, she gets like, you know, um, of the, the 500 milligram pet formula, she probably gets about 12 drops. Right, right, <laughs> right. May not even need that much. Yeah. The, uh, the second, choi- the second uh, reason would be anxiety. So we have a lot of small yappers. Uh, CBD is, is shown to have health benefits, so why not get both? <laughs> Quiet so, the dog down. <laughs> I got. I have both. So the, the, our, our other dog is an Australian cattle dog, and so if you understand, it's like, almost like a Queensland healer, right? Okay. This dog is constantly. I need something to do. Always like you know jittery. Okay, what can I do? Got to find something to do all the time. It has to have a job, or she's bored and she's destructive and all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, CBD helps her kind of relax in the evening time because I do all the, you know, frisbee and playing and all that stuff. I do that in the morning, right? Because I can't, I can't exercise at the end of my day for that, just for me. Because by the time I've gone through a ten or twelve hour day, by the time I get to that point and I get home. I'm not doing any more exercises. Like, I got to do that in the morning, right? I'm tired by then. I'm ready to relax. Uh, and so we do that in the morning. But my dog, she's not okay with that. She wants to play, you know, all day long, every day. And so um, what we'll do is we'll come home and I'll do a little round of Frisbee with her, you know, just like 10 or 15 minutes to get her to kind of uh, to be, be, be a little bit better. And then she gets a CBD regimen right before bed. So she'll kind of calm down a right. little bit or she'll be all, you know, till twisty. So that works. I'm, you know, big proponent of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, anyway. and, and, you know, to be honest, the third party is even just as important. We have two golden retrievers and they're prone for cancer. Mm. So we're preventative. They get, yeah. every, they get it every day. So those are the big, those are the three groups that use CBD uh, for their dogs. Well, well, Ed, we really appreciate it. Uh, we got about seven minutes here left in the show before we got to wrap it up. But, uh, you know, as we kind of continue on with the subject, um, you know, I just want to remind everybody, too, that when, when, you, when you decide to start using CBD, you know, start slow. Don't use uh, a higher dosage than what's listed in the, in the grid. Uh, start there and then work your way up because, again, there's no sense in wasting smart. it when you, yes. when, when you go. Um, yeah, so canafil.com is really good. I mean, I know a lot of people ask about, you know, uh, will CBD get you high, right? frequently asked questions uh, no 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 there is not enough volume of THC in our products to get you high um, and I might also suggest Ryan if it's okay let me drop the phone number for the retail store where that large group of staff there uh, that could help people answer some questions yeah give it to them uh, so this is the store at Tatum and Greenway and that phone number is 602 599 so that's 602-599-1003. Can CBD be addictive? Can you have a physical addictive addiction to CBD? There's no research out there that suggests that. Non-narcotic, right? It's Correct. Completely plant-based, so it's kind of like organic medicine. Right. And that was the third piece that I want you to, to, to your audience to know is go look for a valid test, a third-party test. It will an- analyze everything in that bottle or everything in that product. So I think this is the most important question people probably have in their mind about CBD, like if you're going to use it. So 
how do you know what the reaction is of CBD to um, other prescribed medications that you might be taking? So let's say I have high blood pressure and I'm taking high blood pressure medication um, and I have, you know, uh, diabetes or whatever, and I'm taking that kind of medication or whatever. Um, how do I know that the CBD that I'm going to take or start using to try um, isn't going to have an adverse reaction to any of the pharmaceutical medications that I might currently be using because those were prescribed for my doctor? Right. So, and now that the uh, medical community has embraced CBD and THC, uh, your best uh, direction is to call that your physician and get them to answer that question for you. Is that a question that you guys get often? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we have our answers, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's best if you get that answer directly from your doctor, and you'll be surprised with, uh, with uh, how, how uh, many prescription uh, drugs aren't in conflict with CBD. Well, that's good to hear because uh, CBD is really good. And I think especially from the opiate side, too, you know, you, you, you want to make sure that at some point you have, you're able to have both of them uh, in your system so you can start the process of CBD while you uh, wean out the process of opiate use, uh, which I'm sure have, have you guys have seen uh, some, some cases, use cases of that happening, right? Yeah. So in our, our regimen that we recommend, we say, listen, you pick the day when you're ready, you get up in the morning, this is what I want you to take in CBD and then I want you to take your opioids with you. And when this stops working or if it wasn't enough, you still have your opioids sitting there. Yeah. In almost every instance, they were able, after a week, to move off the opioids and stay exclusively on CBD. Wow, that's, 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 a, that's a really fast turnaround time for being able to move off of that. That's just amazing to hear and always love to hear those success stories, especially. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're right here on Finding Your Frequency. We're live uh, on the radio, Finding Your Frequency on the Voice America Variety Channel in studio with Ed Cheney, uh, CEO of Canafil. Go check out the website, www.canafil.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. And of course, you can visit uh, their store that's at Tatum and Greenway. And want to just kind of remind everybody a couple things that we got going on here at Voice America. Really cool show that's happening on the Business Channel, Technology Revolution, the Future of Now. Uh, it airs every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Go check it out. I mean, we're bringing on topics that are so insane and so futuristic, you wouldn't even believe it. One of the episodes that I'm most proud of that we did is called Blockchain, right? in a tuna fish sandwich, what do you want to do? And we had the CEO of Bumblebee Tuna on talking about how blockchain's impacting the delivery of food products worldwide. So go check out those. Uh, we did a podcast versus broadcast and what does the future of uh, broadcasting look like? We did that last week. So a lot of really cool up and coming topics uh, and especially my favorite look next to you. Who's that? Oh my gosh your robot coworker. So go check out the technology revolution, the future of now with host Bonnie D. Graham on the business channel. And of course, we're all over Voice America's uh, Facebook pages. You can check us out at Voice America. TRN is our main Twitter. And of course, findingyourfrequency.net is the website. And I'm Ryan Treasure right here at Finding Your Frequency, your host. And I want to thank Ed. Ed, thanks for joining us in the studio here, man. I always love uh, when, when, we, when we get people live. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate being here. Awesome. We've got some drones happening next week, so watch out. Watch out. Look ahead. What's up above you? Is it a drone? Oh, is it Amazon dropping off your package? Oh, I don't know. You have to find out on Technology Revolution. My name is Ryan Treasure. You're listening to Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We'll talk to you guys next week right here on Finding Your Frequency.